Hey, Tom Terwilliger here with Epic Men Radio, Riling the Cage and Reigniting the Fire. I'm gonna introduce you to a friend of mine who we go, we go back, way back, back to the old school bodybuilding days back in New York, but we reconnected again five years ago. And what we're gonna talk about today is the power of connection, the power of networking. Facebook brought John and I back together again. We've worked on several projects, but he's also helped me connect with others. We're going to help you with the same thing with our special guest, John Rowley, on this episode of Epic Men Radio. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. You're listening to Epic Men Radio. That's how winning is done. So if you've ever heard the saying, or maybe you've used it a time or two in your life or your career, it's not what you know, it's who you know. You're going to want to pay close attention to what we're going to talk about today. Because we've got a guest with us here at Epic Men Radio that knows a little thing or two about reconnecting with people and creating uh, a sort of networks of people that support each other and tapping in to networks that already exist. Our guest is John Rowley. John, how you doing, man? Doing great, brother. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Now, you know, I didn't give you the official introduction because it just would have went on too long. You've written several (laughs) books, certainly in the fitness community. I mean, this is where really your entrepreneurial sort of your spirit really has sort of blossomed in the fitness community. Yes. Tell us about what you've been doing and some of the books that you've put out there that are having a huge impact. Well, the two hard books that I have, one is called Climbing Ladder of Success Without Running Out of Gas, the other is called Power Positive Fitness. Both of them are personal development books that you know bring in health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And anything I do that brings in health and fitness. Um, but doing that, the way you know, we, the way we monetize that was, I was a professional speaker and doing other things. And a lot of that died out over the years. Mm-hmm. The game has changed. You know, with Facebook and social media and webinars and everything else, the whole game has changed. So, w- w- in my 50s, I had, a, I had to redesign my business. Redesign Wait, stop right there. Done. You're in your 50s? I know. Holy man. Guys, hey, I'm telling you, man. You get in the gym, things can uh, have a big impact. He's a year older than me, by the way. In case anybody's wondering. Um, so, yeah, we had to kind of reinvent ourselves. Yeah. So, through a series of events, so I'm not going to waste time with that, but we ended up getting into the digital publishing world. Mm. So, uh, I came out with a product called... Um, the um, old school new body. Mm-hmm. It did well. It's been a worldwide sensation. In fact, we got maps to show where everything is sold. It's been sold in every every country, every province in the world. Well, give the, to give you guys just a little bit of a context, uh, old school new body was, if not one of the number one fitness product on ClickBank. Yeah. For quite some time. Yes. Yeah, and if you're number one at ClickBank, you're making it, man. Yeah. Yeah. We've it's been in the top five or six, whatever, for the last four years. It's um, probably the best-selling um, uh, fitness program mm. in the world in history. And then we have the E-Factor Diet, which just came out about six, seven months ago. And that's a top-selling uh, nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically, you know, what I do is I need to give comments to where we come from because yeah. what we did and where we grew up in the bodybuilding and the old sweaty gym, <laughs> Those dungeons, which we man. owned a couple. Nothing like the gym we're standing no, in at like, the hotel right like now. Four not even close. But... Uh, <laughs> Everything that's in the in the fitness world, the nutrition world, everything else, all started in the bodybuilding mm. world. Whether you know low carbs, high fat, whatever it is, True. all came from the bodybuilding. Well, part world. of it is because bodybuilders had no problem being guinea pigs. If exactly they heard something right. was working, they were willing to try it, dedicate some time and energy, and possibly their lives in yeah. doing so. But that's where it came from. Yeah, and what I do, you know, I've been, I pick people's brains my mm. whole life. You know, I pick your brain still all the time. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is there's things that work, principles that work, that are not complicated. Mm. You know, so just taking it down, making it, distilling it down to something that, you know, it's actionable, mm. something that people can actually do, and that's really what we've been successful yeah, at. Yeah. But 
getting back to the way you opened the show, mm -hmm. the real power isn't on network. The real power yeah. is in the group of friends that, we, that we've been spending all weekend with. The real power is, is the other people that are in our world supporting us and us supporting right, them. Right. And it's the only business I've ever been in where instead of climbing the ladder of success, everybody's trying to pull you down, you got 30 guys at the top of the ladder pulling you up. Mm. And you saw that with these, with these people. Absolutely. People phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, in fact, it's, it's been fascinating to watch your, your growth, your comeback, because I'm gonna, listen, and, you, and you're welcome to share some of the story yourself, but you know, John was down on his back, you know, you know just treading water, barely, uh, not but a few years ago, man. And now you're on top of the game in terms of fitness, product marketing in many respects, and much of that has to do with the network of people that you've stepped into. Yeah. And I will tell you this, this is not by accident, by the way, and you can share how this all came about and the importance of this in your own careers and your own businesses as well. But John, one of the things that happened when John and I were friends way back in those old bodybuilding days back in the 80s, back in New York, um, and we of course lost, lost touch with each other, and then reconnected again via Facebook. And then one of the first things John did was he, he started asking me what I needed, what I was doing. And as soon as I shared some of the things we were doing in our business, he said, oh, you need to connect with, or you need to meet Dove, Dove Barron, for example. You need to meet Dove. You need to, and sure enough, he created those introductions that ultimately wound up serving our business, and we were able to serve more people as a result of that. So it's no accident when these things happen. But John, you're very good at it, connecting with those people and creating networks or tapping into already existing networks and bringing value. Talk yeah. about that. Well, one of the things that I've always done, and this is, you know, networking, building a business, serving other people is not a strategy for me. I just do it. It's just natural. It's just natural. Yeah. I, I want to help people. So it's not a strategy. People can smell strategy. You know, they you know, read this book on this. And right, right. And you send this email out, and the guy read the book, and it's the same sentence from the book. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's that classic that. question. Okay, how can I serve? Here, here's what I need from you. Exactly right. Now, how can I serve how can you? I serve it's like, you. Uh, transparent. Exactly. But for me, one of the better skills that I have is networking. Mm. You know, I get along with everybody. I like everybody, and um, and I like to help people. Mm. And I just did that naturally. So typically, what I do is I'm talking to you. Hey, how can I help you? Oh, I want to do this. So I'll introduce somebody who I need that you saw with Michael today. You know, yeah. Michael's like that as well. Michael Lovovich is a is a friend of us, um, and he was with us today. So. Um, you know, if it's a strategy, it's going to fail. If it's the way you're made, it's going to succeed. So if you're typically like a, like a selfish type mm. person and you don't want to help people, <laughs> don't go out and try to network people right, using right. the strategy that we're talking about. But if you do want to help people, do it. You need a networker in your company, you can find a networker. Mm. You know, there's different mm. things that you can do. But in our world, what we do is we serve. You know, and that's why we do what we do. We want to see people's lives change. Absolutely. So that's really authentic for us in many respects. And you know, it's something that I, I, I'm not necessarily a big believer that even, even yes, there are certain genetics in athleticism, for example, that lend itself to being a great champion if you apply yourself and discipline and work to make it happen. You, I mean, it's difficult to be a top NBA player today unless you're at least over six foot six, but yeah. it can be done. You don't necessarily have to be gifted with those attributes to do that. So maybe we don't come out of the womb with this idea that I want to give, I want to connect, I want to, you know, I just want to network with people. But it can be something, if you're coming from an authentic place, that you can develop into someone who literally thinks of others first, puts them first in many respects, and ultimately serves themselves and their own business as a result of putting others first, yes? Yeah, and you know, with you and I both, Tom, Tom and I grew up not too far from each other in the neighborhoods we grew up the in. The neighborhood. The neighborhood. <laughs> Nothing, nothing, but we're talking about, you know, we're going to get back to the neighborhood now. The neighborhood. Look 
down at the bottom of the screen, they're putting the words so you can understand what they, you're saying, exactly what he's talking saying. about. <laughs> um, but when we grew up, I had two choices growing up. I was a small little skinny kid. I either had to be fast or learn how to talk fast. <laughs> so I had a track career. I, I was, I did develop that. Yeah. But I learned how to, I learned how to deal with people. Mm, mm. And um, I think that's one of the mm. things that served me well, is I learned how to talk to people. I learned how to deal with people. Mm. I learned how to kind of serve somebody in a self-serving way back then, so I wouldn't get beat up <laughs> or tied up and thrown down the sump, you know? But, um, I, I, but growing up where we grew up, I think paid good dividends yeah. for us yeah. as far as us being able to deal with other people. You know, it's so interesting because all of us have something in our backgrounds, our upbringing, our rearing, for example, that we could depend on, depending on our perspective and mindset around that, we could see it as either a negative or positive. Exactly. I mean, going up in the, in the neighborhood, right, where you either had to learn how to talk or run or whatever it might be, could be looked at as a negative. You know what I mean? As a result, I I, I always ran from things. I always had yeah. fear. You know. Instead, hey, recontextualize that. Change the meaning behind that, and find something like you did, which is, hey, you know what? I learned how to talk, and yeah, and and as a result, I now connect and and are able to work with people more easily. And then both of us also, we went. We were both athletes. Mm -hmm. We also went into the into the uh, the fitness industry as gym owners and. I think one thing that you and I both got out of our early careers as athletes is knowing that if we set goals and work towards mm -hmm. those goals, we can achieve them. We've also learned not to let failure crush us, mm -hmm. and we've learned, you know, discipline. Yeah. And when I look in the business world today, you know, I I worked in Manhattan real estate, and everybody went to Harvard, Wharton, and Yale, and I was a janitor right. before, <laughs> and uh, I was able to outwork everybody. Yeah. I didn't outsmart anybody, but I was able to outwork everybody. I was able to out-network um, everybody mm. because they all sat back on their laurels. They all sat back on their degree and what they stopped learning. Mm. Whereas you and I learned that improvement is never-ending. You know, Absolutely. Constantly, it's like when you're working out. You can't just stop working out and expect to look Absolutely. the same and way. maintain it forever. It doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And yeah. life isn't like that. You're either growing or you're shrinking, mm -hmm. one of the two. Mm -hmm. And what we learned in the gym, what we learned on the track and, and in business is Persistence, follow through, and if failure happens, that's just a sign showing you that you need to redirect, mm -hmm. not well, you, to crush you. Well, you're, it's interesting because you're doing a, a, a podcast now yourself, and you haven't fully launched it yet, but you're going yeah. to launch it shortly. And it's about, is it, uh, uh, it's restoration. Restoration. Yeah. And in my mind, a lot of that, as soon as I hear that word, well, first thing I think of is restoration hardware. But beyond yeah. that, beyond <laughs> that, like the overpriced furniture, beyond that, um, <laughs> is the ability to have that tenacity to be able to come back after a failure, after yeah. a beat down. And certainly in the neighborhoods, growing up in New York and in Long Island, you're going to get beat down a few times. In athleticism, you're going to get beat down. And guys, as entrepreneurs, man, especially today's day and age, things are happening so quickly, so oh, yeah. fast, things are changing. You could literally put up a website today, create the marketing strategy for it today, and next week it's obsolete. We have to be able to be, take that shot and get up again and keep going. Yeah. So I know you're going through some challenges now in your life personally, we won't get into that, yeah. but maybe you could share one of the things that you went through, one of the things that you remember that was literally the event that beat you to your knees and could have kept you there permanently if you let it, but you didn't. You got back up and you started going. I've had a few. Yeah. And um, I'm going to briefly just touch on a couple. One is when I was 19 years old, I had a near fatal car accident. And um, beat me to my knees. Mm. I, I was lucky I had knees. They wanted <laughs> to amputate my leg, they wanted to amputate my arm. Basically, what happened was on Stewart Avenue in Garden City, right hand was back here. All my ribs were crushed and broken, breastbone separated in half by three and a half inches. 
Um, this arm was all cut up and banged up, but it was okay. Mm. This leg was crushed from the leg down. The foot was crushed beyond recognition. They were going to take Dang. it off. They didn't think I'd make it. All my teeth were missing, and my nose was completely cut off my face. So if you're listening and you have a nose, you're light years ahead of where I started. <laughs> so, so even I, I have to be thankful for this thing. <laughs> I had to learn how to walk again. And my goal was one crack in the sidewalk every day. Yeah. And so then go on further into life. And I, I started companies and we've um, gone out of business. Mm -hmm. That's been rough. And then uh, about five years ago, we had a very large, a very large company. And um, the economy was out. Mm -hmm. we, weren't, we didn't do anything wrong. We were just in the wrong place at the right time. A lot of people were. A lot of, a lot people, of people were. were. And yeah. it was in the construction industry. Yeah. So the housing market died. We ended up deep in debt. Um, when I got into this business, um, I was very, very deeply in debt. Mm. Um, my house was under foreclosure. I didn't have a car for a couple of years at that point. Um, so we had nothing. And what I'm going through now in my personal life is, a, is, a, is something that um, is distressing mm -hmm. and, and could really um, crush you. Sure. You know, first time in my life I'm having, having anxiety attacks. I've mm -hmm. never had that. Mm -hmm. And um, I want you guys to know, we're just being authentic. You know, if you guys want to listen to Tom's thing, you're going to hear the truth. And that's what Tom made very clear before we got on here. We're just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. So this is the truth, man. Things happen. And things happen to good people. And um, it's tough. Yeah. And, and by the way, it, it, this is something, if, if we ever think, if we are under the illusion that if we make it, if we make that money, if we've got a $20 million net worth, we're going to be void of all problems and yeah. challenges and stresses and the type of things that cause anxiety in our lives that wake us up at 3 o'clock in the morning and won't allow us to get back to sleep in a puddle of sweat. It's yeah. going to continue to happen. It's how you deal with those things. Exactly right. That really makes a difference, whether you bounce back and have a life that you really enjoy and a business that you can be proud of, yeah. or walk away empty and back to being a janitor. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you know what? There's nothing wrong with being a janitor. No, absolutely. If you're you know, the best, yeah. I've, I've thought about that. Like, I, I, there I, were times you wouldn't I'll mind go, going back, would you? I'll, I'll go live in one room and work at Starbucks or something. Oh, hey, we've all had those thoughts, you know, man. You, you, but the thing is, the difference between somebody who gives up and somebody who doesn't give up is a decision. Yeah. I never give up on anything. I never give up. It's one of the one of the things. I, I know that. I know that. Well, you don't either. Yeah. And um, it's it's um, something that's important. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you give up, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. You know, at least if you're pushing, striving forward, you can make. I'll change gears. The way I got into this business, and I'll make this really, really quick, was I had a. Um, people told me to get into this industry, do a digital book, blah blah. I had mm -hmm. no idea what it meant. I specifically define the industry, as um, I mentioned it earlier, but define how you would. What is the industry? We, internet. We, internet uh, we, market. I own an internet marketing yeah. company. I own a nutritional supplement company, UX3. Mm -hmm. um, we, I, I'm an author, I, as you are. We write books. But we started the internet marketing company in order to be able to sell the books. That Absolutely. We have to find a way to monetize because the book sales simply will not do it. No, they're not, yeah. they're, they're not working anymore. We make more in a day mm -hmm. with one of my digital books than I do in a lifetime of it's my amazing. other books that have hit number one on the bestsellers mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. In a lifetime. Right. Not a day, in a lifetime. One day versus a lifetime. Yeah. So it's worth it. And what's nice about what we do is you can get something in people's hands immediately. Mm. And then what's nice is you, through, through our customer service, you can get feedback from the, from the people who are buying it. So you get that feedback and you're like, you know what? I need to adjust this a little bit. Mm. So you can go into the digital book and adjust it. And then the next day, the person who buys it gets it. And then plus we might mail it to our list if we, if we do a significant mm. update. But um, whereas with a hard book, they buy it, it's sitting there. The information might be stale. Yeah. You know, you, you, a hard book, you, you start on the project two to three years before it's even on the bookshelf. Right. So by the time you're done, the thing, and I found this in my own life, the book is in the bookshelf and I'm thinking to myself, 
I don't do that anymore. No. That's not what I want to do. And plus, you don't know who, unless you have something. We had a call to action in, in Seven Rules of Achievement. But at the same time, it is a fraction of the people, which is already a fraction of the people you want buying your book. Yeah. But a fraction of the people that actually buy the book will actually take some action yeah. on some kind of call to action in the book. Otherwise, you have no idea who they are. Yeah. You don't know who's bought your book, who hasn't. And, and, and in the digital marketing world, what's nice is you don't have to, you don't have to pad the book. A typical publisher will tell you it needs to be X amount of words. Yes. Typically 10,000 yeah. words, 12,000 words, 220 pages, mm -hmm. 230 mm -hmm. pages. Whereas the digital books are a lot smaller, the printer's a lot bigger so it's easier to read. And what the difference in the industry is one is designed to give, yes, give you content and information to help you better your life, but it's also there for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Whereas the digital, yes, you can do some entertainment, but the key to that is giving something that's actionable, something that they can do. You don't need to do 200 pages. Typically, they're, they're 90, 100 pages, right. half the thing. But the printer's also bigger, so it's really not as much mm -hmm. content. But you give them tools that they can implement right away. Yeah. To me, that's exciting. Because then you find out right away, some, you, know, you get real-life feedback. The people who do utilize it will contact us and let us know what's going on, our questions or whatever else. We'll get on our Facebook page and ask questions. So what we do is really fulfilling. Awesome. Know? So before you go into telling us a little bit of how you got into this, I just want to share with the, our listeners as well, if you haven't done so already, go to epicman.com, download the digital copy of the Epic Men Manifesto, you're gonna learn some things that's gonna change the way you think. It's gonna give you a different perspective, but if you're afraid of changing your paradigm, do not download that manifesto because it will change the way you think and you may not necessarily like it. But I'd go there now because, well, after this interview anyway, uh, and download that because it won't be there forever for you to do so free. So how did you get into this industry, because I mean, you were a gym owner back in New York, RJ Health Studios. I mean, you knew all the guys, Lou Ferrigno, all of them, right? You trained with these guys. Yeah. So this has been your area, you know? So how did you get into uh, the, the digital marketing arena, man? Well, I was originally, um, I was in, my career was real estate, and I owned companies. And uh, Barbara Corcoran, who owns, did own the Corcoran Group, she's on Shark Tank, mm. and I was a friend of mine. So several years ago, she kind of encouraged me to do my first book, which I did. It was calling me Ladder of Success without running out of gas. So she encouraged me with that. She actually um, endorsed it. Um, Great book, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so the whole world changed. And like I said, we had lost the we had lost the, the construction company. My speaking career slowed down dramatically mm -hmm. because you know, I was dumb, I was one of the speakers for Amway and for you know IBM and blah blah blah. But all the corporate speaking slowed down. They, yeah. People couldn't justify hiring a speaker when they were laying off people and, and shares mm -hmm. were down. So. I started doing it. I lost everything financially. Yeah. So I started just doing anything I could. I spoke to John Baylick, who owned Iron Man Magazine. I, take, I took over their blogs and I took over some various things with them. So I was trying to find writers. So yeah. I think I contacted you at you the did. time. Yeah. You did. So what I did with you, I did with other people. Mm -hmm. So then I met a guy named Tom Benuto and Mike Geary. And uh, people introduced me to them, what told me about them, said they would be good for content for the magazine, mm -hmm. for Iron Man Magazine, for the blog. And then at the same time, I was also uh, helping with Powerhouse Gems Magazine. And the reason I was doing this is I couldn't get a job anywhere, and I figured God couldn't bless my steps if I wasn't walking. So yeah. I got up every morning at 4 in the morning, worked my butt off. I knew my kids were watching, so I wanted to do it right. Mm. And every day just worked, and nothing mm. was happening. But I did meet Mike, I did meet Tom, and they encouraged me to do a ClickBank yeah. product. And then 18 months later, ClickBank closed down their corporate offices and had John Rowley Day. We actually had breakfast. They had the Rowley Day, I remember that, yeah. 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 So you know, ba basically what I did is I just kept working. Yeah. And then I through a series of events, I ended up meeting. I ended up meeting Mike and Tom. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is, I'm working over here trying to make something happen. Mm -hmm. 
and then God has this form. Oh, absolutely. But it doesn't happen unless you're in motion. You gotta be in motion. And, and by the way, I just wanna go back real quick, and we're gonna wrap the, up our interview. We're gonna have to have you back if you want. There's I so like much that. more I wanna talk about, including your new supplement line, and how that, you know, it, it, your supplement in specifically, but how supplementation and nutrition can play such a key role. In fact, it is essential in our success as entrepreneurs. You're talking oh, about climbing your ladder to success without running out of gas. Man, you better be geared up nutritionally, especially as we mature as seasoned entrepreneurs, man. We need that more than we ever did. You need your energy. So we're gonna talk about that too, and I wanna, I wanna share a little bit about that with our listeners today, but, but one of the things I wanted to go back real quick and, and just cover one more time is that, you know, when you started doing this uh, work with Iron Man Magazine, John Ballack, who's yeah. a publisher for years, and um, you started working with them, and you said, well, you know what, guys, you're not really capitalizing on your blogging. Yeah, we tried doing that. You're not bringing you know, a lot of people in through this and stuff like that. Whether or not what you did in terms of getting outside fitness professionals, including myself, to blog and create blogs that were under the Iron Man umbrella, for example, was, was uh, successful for Iron Man or not, regardless of that. What you did was you connected with a number of really influential, interesting exactly. fitness professionals out there that had influence, that were also doing digital marketing, like Tom Venuto, yep. like Sean Phillips, like many of the, some of the others that you mentioned, yeah. for example, and you gave them an opportunity. Yeah. It was up to them to run with that opportunity or not, but as a result, you created those connections, which takes us full circle back around to what we were talking about. You found a way, whether, uh, whether purposely or inadvertently, to make those connections online yeah. and really cr create a network and tap into that. Well, business is about two things, I think. One part of your business is about serving the end user. You know, our job is to serve them, give them things that they could use, regardless of what business you're in. We're, we're here to serve them. The other side is, is we serve our employees. Mm -hmm. So we make sure that they have what they need to do their job. So, you know, our job is really just to make sure that everybody has what, has what they need, you know? Yeah, and you've done that successfully. Tell us briefly about uh, UX3, man. Have me back next time, but UX3. Yes, we're gonna have you right next time. UX3 <laughs> is, is a uh, all natural based supplement. Mm. Uh, everything that we do is like, um, the one, first product we came out with is the UX3 Perfect Meal Formula. All it is is whey isolate, uh, MCT oil for essential fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and fiber. Mm. That's it. Mm. It's the most clean, basic product that you could use. Mm. And that's basically what I want to do in the future with UX3. I want to go back to the future with fitness. Remember when we were in the 70s and 80s, early 80s, 60s even, when nutritional supplements were just concentrated food? That's what I'm going back to. Except yep. with the science we have today, we can concentrate the best, most powerful parts mm -hmm. of the food, like whey isolate versus concentrate. We can also make it taste good, which in the 60s and 70s and 80s, they couldn't do it. Everything tasted horrible. We could also fit it, do it in such a way that it doesn't give you bloating and gas. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what Which you did in the 60s. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Nobody, God, nobody wanted to be around you, man. Wow. This is one of the reasons hardcore gyms never really expanded into anybody who was uh, other than hardcore. Hey, you need a gas man. No one wanted to go in there. <laughs> My yeah. gym, the gym that I trained at, Future Man Gym, which we were familiar yeah, with sure. in, uh, in Long Island, Amityville, Long Island. Yeah. Not far, about five minutes from the Amityville Hard yeah. House, right? It was the true Amityville yeah. house. When I first walked into that gym, I was a teenager, I was about 15 something years old, and I walked in, the first thing I noticed was the pungent smell of oh, sweat yeah. and vomit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just like, yeah. it was a comedy card that somebody yeah. was puking in that gym. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, those are the hardcore, and of course, you know, the other pungent smell from the- yeah. Oh yeah, from, from the protein powder. Oh, the pr <laughs> protein powder. So we were doing what, with desiccated liver yeah. and brewer's yeast. Yeah. I mean, these things were terrible, man. It was horrible, choking them down, oh, remember? Oh man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were awful, but we did them. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, I think, I think it put both of us in a position where we learned 
even though we're not, we weren't raised in the 50s or you know, 40s with those old-time bodybuilders, but we did come up at a time where we were able to pick the brain of the guys who were in the 40s. True, true, you know, We were just talking about them a little while ago, yep. Ray Stern and, and Bob Diamantique or Joe Weider, mm -hmm. Armin Tanny or you know, Vince Gironda, or even Larry Scott. Larry Scott, Larry Scott was a huge influence. I mean, he really, I met him later on, and I, I mean, the guy still had it going on. I mean, he was in his 60s already. And oh, my fantastic. God. He First phenomenal. Mr. Olympia competitor. But yeah. hey, you know what? We go off on a tangent in bodybuilding. Forget it. We're never coming back. Yeah. We will stay there. But listen, John, I really appreciate you being with us and joining us and sharing your seeds of wisdom with our Epic Men listeners. And so if somebody wants to learn more, where, where do we go? We check, connect with you on Facebook. You, can, we go? you go to ux3nutrition.com, mm -hmm. or you can go to johnspodcast.com. Okay. Brings you all to the same page. John's Podcast is easy to remember. It'll bring you to the podcast page. But um, what ux3nutrition.com. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, man, you've been a great guest. Appreciate your help. Appreciate Thank it, brother. And I'd like to say in closing real quick, I'm not just a guest, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank you, man. Truly appreciate, appreciate it, brother. That. Thank hey, you. Hey, Tom Terwilliger here with Epic Men Radio, rattling the cages and reigniting the fire. Remember to go to epicmen.com, download the Epic Men Manifesto while it's still there in digital form, available to read, to influence your thinking, change your mind about your business and your life. Hey, share it with your friends as well. Once again, Tom Terwilliger, Epic Men, and we'll see you on the next podcast. That's how winning is done. Thanks for listening to Epic Men Radio. Now get off your ass and give us a review on iTunes. And make sure you subscribe to and share Epic Men Radio with other men in your tribe so no one will ever miss a single empowering episode. You can also find us at epicmen.com. <laughs>